good. I'm still alive, you know. How are you? Same. I literally can't <laughs> say words. I am still alive. <laughs> Hi, this is a queer jam free fan of the British Blacklist. And I'm here with some guy that I kind of met along the way. So please, young man, introduce oh, yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm the worst at doing this. Like, in my eyes, I've got zero accolades. So, like, I'm just some guy progressing. <laughs> it's at times like this that I wish I was more of a multi hyphenate, you know? I'd love to be able to be, like, actor, philosopher, man, or whatever. But. No, I think I'm just an actor for today at least. So this is what I'm going to pick apart your taunts and your over humility because you're an actor. Okay, I understand multi hyphenate because everyone we speak to these days seems to be a multi hyphenate, and definitely I know you've um, joined me on the circle with Leon and Neil Fames Carpenter just because he built things in like here. So <laughs> you can add those things to your um, levels if you'd like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, are you? You're not just an actor because you are a Phenomenal actor. I know you can't say it, but you can if you like. Well, I won't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though, because it, it feels like quite short actor, but you do a good job, so, and your journey's been quite a great one. But how do you feel right now? You know, it's like kind of hard to take time to take stock, and I think I need to be better at doing that. You know, it is kind of it's odd. It's a British thing, isn't it? Like, play it down and like make it, like, if we were in America. The way I'd be reaching for Carpenter before I'd even, <laughs> even gone for acting, you know, like it's 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 a very British thing. So I think you're very good to call me out on it. But um, how am I feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling definitely pushed. You know, I'm working at the moment and feel like I used to be doing it, but it's the everyday struggle. You know, like we stay grinding, and I feel good and I feel like proud of what's happened in the last next number of months and years. Hopefully, continues to do that. Well. I think you will, just because of the work that you're getting. And it's like, you're doing roles that, or you're saying yes to roles, or being sought out for roles that I think a few years ago, maybe wouldn't be on the books of black actors. And I don't even want to limit it to just being black actors, but this is the conversation we're having, especially since last year, and this outpouring of um, the refocus of what it means to be able to tell your stories in your own way, or jump in on the stories that we wouldn't necessarily be allowed to be a part, just because skin happens to be darker or our gender or whatever the case is you see the roles that you're getting uh, was there any type of plan or are you are you being surprised every time something comes your way it's hard to have a plan because like the world is chaotic and if you have a plan that will be the day that everything comes apart but like I, I definitely don't do that but there definitely there's always power in saying no that's the thing that um empowers you most i think in this in this industry especially as a you know self-employed individual as i've gone along my journey I've started to figure out the kind of projects that I don't want a part of or don't want to be considered for. And that kind of like osmosis leads you towards things that you are interested in. I've always said that I would never want to do a project that I wouldn't feel excited about talking to someone like you about. Do you know what I mean? I'd never want to do something that I was like, oh God, this is embarrassing or this or this isn't in line with my politics or this doesn't do what I think that is important for the industry that I'm working in. So I feel like that is a good way to lead yourself through what is always going to be tempestuous waters because it truly is the quality. But yet you're in this very adventurous, exciting, groundbreaking, controversial possibly, production of the story of Anne Boleyn. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your character and what your position in this world is? Yeah, so George Boleyn is Anne's uh, brother and, yeah, close confidant. And we, we find Anne f five or four months before she gets beheaded by 
or murdered by her um, husband, Henry VIII. And she's just about to, she's pregnant. So it's got focus on what it means to be a woman in, a woman in power at, at this time. You know, she's a queen of England, but like her safety rests on her ability to provide a male heir for the king. She's pregnant right now. She's already had a daughter who would go on to become Elizabeth I for him. But there's huge pressure to provide a son. At the same time, Anne's like an incredibly powerful woman and ambitious woman and cultured woman and has her own ideas of what the role of the Queen of England can be in the 1500s. Anyway, so like she's a very kind of controversial figure and therefore very scary and intimidating and threatening to other men within that society. She feels very singular, alone individual in that world. And George provides a constant point of trust, a constant point of encouragement or advice but like someone who's genuinely got her best at heart they're very close what was it about getting this role how did it find you and getting it getting it and saying yes to it that made you think okay yeah this is something i want to take on on my next steps of advancing to superstar super actor <laughs> funny very funny it's a combination of things I'd, I'd seen a lot of the director's work Lindsay miller like she's a brilliant director and she, I'd seen the boy with the top knot I'd seen doing money she's definitely drawn to stories that are real and are challenging Carmel Cochrane is the casting director of the show and Jodie had been cast by the time it had been offered to me and I just thought that demonstrated an attitude to casting that was bold courageous and good you know because Anne Boleyn is a powerful intelligent beautiful enigmatic woman to me Jodie Turner-Smith is all of those things and more but other casting directors perhaps would not have put those two together so I was like if she's going to have, be able to have that attitude to cast in the lead role there's a chance that we can get a really exciting cast and group of collaborators together to make this something special and like you say unprecedented which I think that we kind of did our best to do. Did you have to reconcile the thing about this being a historically white story and this is colorblind casting essentially and how people will react to it because i know it's theater does it i don't say better i can forgive fantasy on theater a lot easier than stuff that's on screen for some reason there's a sense of reality even in your worst horror kind of fantasy nightmare mm. you still want to apply realities to, to, of some sort so was there anything you had to reconcile in being a part of this story i mean it's interesting because like I feel like very quickly, this isn't documentary making. There's not going to be a bit where there's a split screen where we see not even a photograph, a painting of X character and then the real person. And we're like, oh my God, they look so similar. Like all characters, people, actors of color and white actors in the show have been cast because of their abilities and their empathy and their understanding or interpretation of character to tell the story. And I think that obviously there is going to be conversation around the optics of it or conversation around really race but i do actually have confidence and optimism that at the end of the day like the story itself the lens through which it's told and i suppose the commitment of the performances in it will be enough to elevate it beyond just being like a gimmick you know because that's the last thing that anyone wants to do and it's not the first time you stepped into a character role that's renowned for being played by a white actor who did hamlet john king and all those other shakespeare projects and is this a path for you period drama period narratives is that something that also that I feel like if you don't have a Shakespeare thing under your belt or a period drama under your belt, then as an actor, you're, what's, your, what's your point? In some kind of mm -hmm. typical brain sets, do you know what I mean? Like mindset yeah. that it's your worth is tested as an actor if you do something like that. 
No, it's interesting because, like, I suppose that's about, like, the paradigm through which we see Shakespeare in this country and, like, the the pedestal that it's put on. I've got a great love for Shakespeare. I think he's a brilliant playwright, but, like, it's not by no means the be-all and end-all, especially not as an actor, because, like, look how many brilliant actors we've got that have never done any Shakespeare. We, You look at the BAFTA Rising Star yesterday, do you know what I mean? Like, one of the best performances you will see in many, many years of no relation to what's historic expected of actors in in this country for me like yeah it was like a real developmental ground for me to figure out what my ideas of character were and how to kind of take my experience and apply it to something that's far away from me it's like a challenge but it's by no means uh, for me at least not by no means the litmus test for whether you can or cannot do that's fair and then, so in, in this whole production and the experience of being in Anne Berlin, what resonated the most with you? I don't know, and on a, from a humorous perspective or just maybe as an actor, getting into the role, being on set with these people and telling this story. We can be courageous and bold in the pre-production in a way that puts yourself in a position that is not expected but you can still approach it pretty much like any other project in terms of your intentions of what you want to create and the curiosity with which you can explore in a way that supersedes anxieties or expectations that other people might have. I was going to say that it can be done came to my mind when I was asking that, that it can be done. And I think you've been in projects that prove it can be done. I may destroy you and gangs of London. And it's just, I think speaking to Bookie about Rox, as you mentioned, Rox and her rising star win, she said that she's been spoiled from being on a production like that. So do you feel like that on the projects that you're going through, especially the groundbreaking ones, like you're spoiled now, so like you won't accept, you know, saying no, you've said is a is a powerful tool that you've got in your arsenal. But then going forward for other projects, is it easier to say no when you've had experiences like that to show it can be done? Maybe it's easier to say no, but Bookie, I, all of us should have the right to be able to do that and it shouldn't feel like we're being spoiled. It should be actually just like a clarification of what we are willing to do and not do. Bookie deserves to only play characters and only be involved in stories that she wants to do and that are a platform for her talent and a ground for her to rise and become even more brilliant. She shouldn't have to compromise on that in the way that many, many, many other people don't have to compromise, you know? So I don't view it as being spoiled. I I view it as having more clarity about what is right for mine and our kind of collective journey. Okay, so I'll just do a quick, quick, quick little bit of fun bit, getting to know you, four little questions. First one is, um, what's a book that you have to have in your collection, like wherever you go? I just read Open Water, I think it's called, by Caleb Caleb Nelson. Have you read it? I think one of my... Reviewers have reviewed it. My book reviewers reviewed it. Incredible. It's a yeah. debut novel as well. It's mad. The guy is on madness. He's going to have a huge career in front of him. But like, I, I've been carrying that in my bag for the last like four months because I keep on dipping back into it. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, give me a TV show or film that you can watch on repeat whenever. Atlanta. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Have you not seen it? Are you kidding me? I've watched it like I watched the series about the series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just checking I wasn't going crazy. Yeah, yeah, I watched it about three times through. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's just the way you said really. I was like, what? No, <laughs> I don't know why I said really. I think I was clarifying because I didn't I think I spoke over you. No, 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 Atlanta, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I can flip flop between Atlanta and Insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, one hundred. Okay, I'll get you. An album or a song that your friends will put on and know that you'll start breakdancing, spinning on your head. Um, Maybe early Kanye West, like late registration type era or 808s and heartbreak. Like 
I hate to call it old school Kanye, but like Kanye before he was like Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm with you on that one. Um, give me something you've seen on stage, and that's a play or a concert or anything, a performance on stage that resonated the most with you. Um, I saw Kendrick Lamar at the O2, like maybe three years when I was doing Hamlet. In a way, that kind of actually really influenced my my performance. Uh, I think I was there across the other was other side from you or something but yeah no it was phenomenal phenomenal and i think what's made you sad mad and glad this week i mean because i've been like flat i've been like shooting abroad and here and doing night shows and blah blah so i haven't like had more than like four hours sleep for the last like six nights so i think that's kind of definitely made me mad (laughs) and not glad I think I could take that. Thank you so much, my love. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this production uh, and the series. I'm excited and well done. And yeah, and hopefully we'll we'll see each other again soon. I know for sure the real world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, most definitely. All right, my love. Thank you.